It's the Off Grid Prep Family Podcast. It's the Off Grid Prep Family Podcast. Episode 36. Mm-hmm. Today we're doing a quick Q&A, which is probably not going to be quick because <laughs> we talk. Um, work from home, off grid friendly ideas yeah 25 of them mm-hmm. and uh, budget friendly ways to go off grid so yeah. these are instagram questions and they're both pretty decent questions but those i think are, we can yeah flesh those them are out. those are great looking questions <laughs> what a great looking question do you want to start this um, is from instagram black squirrel homestead which is andrea hi andrea hi andrea here we go she asked what are some budget friendly ways to go off grid um Although, I mean, you can get pretty specific, but the first and foremost budget-friendly way to go off the grid, from a technical standpoint... is just to turn your power off. It's just to turn your... It's to turn your power off. That's not where I was going with that, but you're right. Turn your power off. That costs nothing. Um, So turn your power off, but first, size and purchase an off-grid system and install it. I'm wondering if perhaps what she meant was... Like actually getting off the grid yeah, figur- figuratively. Either, either buying land or yeah. like turning your remote yeah. property so into an off grid property. Let's talk about that. But first, I want to finish talking about actually like literally going off the grid, which you can do. Yeah. Uh, it can be tricky, but there are many products on our store page. Mm-hmm. Those are from our $5,000 solar system episode. Yes. So if you just go to Off Grid Prep Family and go to the Off Grid Gear page. Off Grid Gear, sorry, not our store. Off Grid Gear. Yeah. And then you look under solar gear, that's all the stuff that the we first, recommended on our yeah, $5,000 or cheaper. A, a, and there's there are many variations of this, but mm-hmm. uh, we've picked or I've picked what I think is the best stuff. It's all Amazon Prime, which is mm-hmm. really important because if something doesn't work, Prime has a fantastic refund policy, which yeah. a lot of places don't. The only thing that you probably can't get on Amazon is the panels because they're just cheaper to get yeah. locally. Local panels. You can get panels on Amazon, but, but they're the, the most price expensive. Per watt is really expensive. Yeah. So you so could go back and listen to the $5,000 off-grid package episode. If yeah, we get really detailed. Yeah. And uh, so that that's the first question literally going off the grid is check out the gear, shut your main breaker off. If you have power and that's yeah. it. Now getting into the more figuratively budget-friendly off-grid. Right, like I, I'm looking to buy some land and get off the grid. Which like is what, what you have to do because do. yes, you can go off the grid in the city, but you're still going to be in the city. Yeah. I mean, you're you're not only going to be literally surrounded by people and power lines, but you, you can still hear the power humming. Like it's <laughs> really disarming <laughs> when so you've made the choice. If you're talking not just electricity. Yeah. But like. Food actually and get out and your there job and all the things yeah all the things off grid yeah then you're probably looking at getting out of the city or out of yeah. the suburbs first step is find some land it can be tricky mm-hmm. uh, there are regions that have surprisingly cheaper land for um, you know the reason it's cheap is that it's something that could have happened 20 years ago for example, we live in Atlantic Canada. Mm-hmm. In the 90s, the, the mid-90s, the seafood and fishing industries collapsed in Atlantic Canada, as did a lot of the shipbuilding. I think shipbuilding came later. It collapsed. And everybody was out of work. Yeah. And real estate collapsed. And everything just collapsed. 
so now the and world's cheap. even though it's very busy here now and has been for a few years or quite a few years there's still a stigma that it's not worth as much mm -hmm. even though I can grow an enormous grapevine crop and all the exotic crops like this is really yeah. great land we have an episode on that I think it's on buying your off-grid property so yeah to look for but this this is a good time to talk about that again is when you're buying land look at the actual details of the land like look at the climate zone which way does it slope Can which way does it slope Do you yeah have multiple sources of water mm-hmm because not having any of those things lined up makes the whole off-grid thing more difficult it That's does that episode seven things to look for yeah the topography is really important we you have can to take a break oh okay sorry sorry andrea we'll be back to you after the break let's talk about the off-grid prep family friends and affiliates as quick as you can okay first one is major mom's ground control put out by tinyfoot ventures the tinyfootventures.com major bombs ground control is an all-natural insecticide and herbicide combined in one spray and it works incredibly well yeah we use it a lot around yeah. here and if you use the code OGPF and mm -hmm. you buy it off of our store at offgroupfamily.com you get 15 bucks off and free shipping mm-hmm it's cheaper than glyphosate and also not horrible. Yeah, I'll <laughs> spray it on dandelions. Mm -hmm. The dandelions will die the next day. They're done. Mm -hmm. uh, they're done within an hour. Yeah. And uh, a week later, uh, the, the ground creepers will come up. Yeah. Like, it doesn't poison the ground. Yeah. Thrive Life Freeze-Dried Food. Get 15% off your first order if you use the link, which is on our Friends and Affiliates page. Um, Thrive Life makes it easy to stock your shelves with freeze-dried food with no weird preservatives. It's yeah, it's good stuff. EMP Shield, EMP Shield protects any device that it's connected to from uh, EMPs, coronal mass ejections, lightning, uh, lightning, anything like that. Use code OGPF and you get fifty dollars off of any unit. Uh, Tiny Foot Ventures. You can sign up for early updates or give them your great green idea. Tinyfoot is a venture capital firm. They're all about clean tech innovation mm -hmm. with a tiny green footprint. Okay, back to Andrew's question. Mm -hmm. so, so land. Land is... the land. Yeah. It's as cheap as possible so that you still are able to build a house and get yourself situated. Yeah. I would say that it's a real bonus if you buy land that has even a mostly unusable structure already on it. Well, let's just take a quick second and talk about the actual land. We, we mentioned topography. You want to have, we mentioned slope and all that, but we didn't right. get specific. Okay. You want to have a south-facing slope. Yes. If at all possible, because that's where the best plants grow. Mm -hmm. You want the most sunlight, especially for your solar array. If you're on a north-facing slope in the northern hemisphere, yeah. you're going to have trouble with sun. You're working against it already. You're working against yeah. it already. So south-facing slope, southwest-facing, southeast. You're going to have different characteristics, you're mm -hmm. going to grow different plants. As far as topography you and, and the actual land, the best features are uh, hills, mm -hmm. slope, gentle hills, not mm -hmm. like mountainous hills. Uh, hills that you can still grow crops on, but hills uh, add an enormous amount of value to your land and an aesthetic feel, which when you're on the land all the time, if it's not pretty, like if you're in just some in the middle of some field, yeah. it gets to you. Yeah. So you want some rolling hills and trees any trees at all one of the it's things fuel. it's, it's fuel building it's material. building materials it's shelter mm -hmm. the one of the things that um, we learned with 
the actual like the trees in the land is it doesn't matter what kind of trees are there now for the most part because forests rejuvenate in the good areas at an alarming rate we yeah. had no idea there are trees and they're like scrubby trees mm -hmm. and it's like almost like a weed that's totally fine that means you can grow stuff yeah and that that scrubby if you're in a, a, any kind of a decent climate which we are and most of the u.s is in at least yeah. the edges those trees like i've got a red birch tree in my melon patch there right it's three years old literally because we, we, we keep, cut it to we keep the ground it to the ground and it keeps coming back it's got to be 20 feet tall yeah and it's it's maybe three years old yeah it's got to be three inches at the Same base with now the white birches they just yeah. keep coming back bigger and stronger and but this is part of being in a forest is there might be a few more bugs to fight now and then mm -hmm. not anymore since we started using major yeah. bombs but uh, the the underlying root structure is there so these trees will keep coming back and mm -hmm. uh, once again it's perpetual fuel more building materials, mm -hmm. shelter, everything. Privacy. Privacy, and it just feels nice. The yeah. juju is nice. It's great. <laughs> so you want to you want to have these important features in your land. You got to have trees. Yeah. If you have access to a creek, fantastic. Yeah. Any kind of like year-round water. Yep. Also. The climate. If you can't catch rainwater, I wouldn't buy there. No. If it's like arid, high desert, and that's why it's cheap, I wouldn't buy that either. There's some things we t we go way in more in depth yeah. about that about the seven things to look for when you're mm -hmm. buying off your property. You gotta but have let's rain. Let's say that you've got some options and they're all I don't know a thousand bucks an acre and there's one that has like an old ramshackle barn on it. I'd take that one. You know it's funny a thousand bucks an acre. I feel like that's a very pre-pandemic number for okay. land. Uh, if you get I land for 5000 or even 10000 an acre, yeah. you're doing really well. I remember when we were happy to get 100000 an acre as long as it had a well. Yeah. yeah. And that was a good price. And that was crap land. But it depends land. on where you That are. was in not central Canada, but yeah. It was it was the prairies. It's hard to scrub a lot of life off-grid in the prairies. Nobody we did does. it. Yeah. We did I mean, it. For a limited time but yeah wow that's not an easy way no. to eke it out no and then on the the exact opposite end of the spectrum central america mm -hmm. right you've got all the things so but easy. then you've got the banana spiders and the snakes and there's the, that iguanas living under your bed oh the the <laughs> the, the termites yeah remember the termites it was yeah. we woke up and it was it felt like somebody was sprinkling Sand on your sand face. on your face, and it was the termites eating at such a rate you could <laughs> see them making holes in the logs. It was unreal. I just really, I, I have, I can still hear the iguana that lived under our bed. Yeah, he was loud. It, it didn't live under our bed, but when we went to sleep, yeah, and we tucked in that mosquito net, uh -huh. and we were all tucked in for the night. Mm -hmm. Then he'd come rustling in through he the would. door. Goodness knows how he got in. Yeah, every night. And he probably <laughs> climbed over the window. Under the bed. Yeah, no windows. No windows, yeah. yeah. So that's the other <laughs> end of the spectrum. You've got scrub brush or jungle. You, there's lots of, There are lots of things in between. Yeah. Whether in your North America or Europe. Uh, I'm sure there's many other parts of the world mm -hmm. which I haven't been to that have a similar vibe. Yeah. there. I mean, nobody says that you have to grow all your own food to live off-grid. Like, that's a totally different thing. No. It's just that most people, when they opt out of one broken system, they want to opt out of a bunch of them. Well, you do. As soon as you opt out, even mentally... You're like, oh, I don't want things to start, any of this. Yes, things start clicking. <laughs> so it's, it's yeah. kind of a bummer to live 
off grid and homeschool and be doing your own thing and still have yeah. to go to the grocery store every week it's like oh yeah okay so off the grid let's say you found the piece of land that fits your budget and meets all of these very important criteria that we've laid out mm -hmm. the next thing you want to do as Andy mentioned was if you find a piece of land as we were lucky to with a structure already on it mm -hmm. a usable structure even if it's not great yeah living in an RV is oh. the worst thing in the world because yes. even if you have a half a million dollar RV like these double-decker buses we're seeing, mm -hmm. you have to run that thing. <laughs> you have to pay to not... Even yeah. if you're stationary, which you only are if you own your land, so all yeah. of these RV channels can like start yeah. making those addendums soon. Because uh -huh. anyway... We've lived in an RV and we know what it's like. It's to awful. To find a place to park that thing all the time. Yeah. No one wants you there. Especially Nobody. if you have kids. Even the campgrounds. Even if you're paying month to month on a no. campground, they don't want you there. And it's they all not hate kids. cheaper than rent. Yeah. We traveled over across Everywhere. most of North it America. It was easier to travel by boat. It was actually. With kids than yeah. it was to travel by RV. Because you could just moor up. And like nobody it, cared. Nobody cared. Both but people are super skeezy like yeah, at the dogs. Both of them are fancy homeless. Like they you, are fancy you homeless. You end up with a bunch of 75 year olds who yeah. are eating cat food and circling the drain and scowling at your kids. There's a Grand Tour episode. Remember? Where they what? go to Nevada. I don't recall. They Look up the Grand Tour episode of the Golden Nevada, and they illustrate the RV lifestyle more accurate. They build their own RVs, remember? Oh, right. James is so a puppet. But it's true. But it is true. It's so true. We if were shocked at how... your own yeah. land. An, yeah, RV an RV is, is very depressing. Pointless. But if you own your own land, why live yeah. in an RV? So we, if you have an RV... yeah, most people, us included, when you move to your off-grid land, you probably do live in an RV. Yeah. It's a good chance. We did for a little while, yeah, but it was. We got out of that thing fast. Well, no. They're very tight. They, they're suffocating. Breaking. If yeah. you're the kind of person who likes quality things that don't break all the time, an RV will drive you absolutely bonkers. Or even once you've spent. Uh, I would rather spend a night. Uh, wolves aside, that was another <laughs> thing. I would rather spend a night in a nice tent yeah, than in an RV. I agree. Because they're suffocating. Yeah. They're built out of aluminum and plastic, and that's just off. Nice it's not. was a wood yeah. stove. We had a any day. We did. We had a canvas wall tent. Okay. So this is getting moving forward on the budget friendly. As long as you're not worried about wolves, which we didn't know about until we moved here, but eventually they moved on to another mm -hmm. piece of land. Uh, canvas wall tents are fantastic. They are. They come with a little uh, heat resistant collar for mm -hmm. wood chimneys. And you just get the little wood stove from Cabela's or something. Yeah. It takes almost nothing to heat that place up. Yeah. Get cots. And when they're a canvas wall tent, which you can get from Cabela's or mm -hmm. anywhere, I, uh, we haven't bought one for I about think we ten got years. Craigslist. Yeah, it was a weird. Yeah. It was a guy who was importing them. Yeah. Anyway, uh, canvas wall tents breathe as opposed to the the polyester ones. Yeah, where it's always sweaty inside. It's always sweaty, and you wake which up is just like an RV. And one side of your sleeping bag is always is like always wet, wet no matter what. <laughs> anyway, we had a canvas wall tent. I think we had four kids in it. Like mm -hmm. we never lived in it, but we did a trial run because we were thinking of living in it. And then we got the RV. And then we got the RV. So it just like it wasn't kids, that we. I don't know. Yeah, we didn't give up on it. So if you are looking for a budget friendly start, I would recommend yeah. as long as it's not the dead of winter mm -hmm. in the middle of North America yeah. you can live in a canvas wall tent for at least a few months very comfortably now there's yurts that you can also buy but by the time you get to buying a yurt it would be cheaper just to build a structure with milled lumber it would be a canvas wall tent you're gonna find for well under 1500 bucks for yeah. a nice big one 
and it'll and you can use it in the future mm -hmm. too. Or you can sell it. We ended up selling ours for I think almost what we paid for it. I think so. Yeah. Do we have time to take another break? Yeah, for sure. So first, let's talk about one year food. Yeah. It's available on Amazon, on Kindle or paperback, or from our website if you feel ambitious and you'd like to print it yourself. Yeah, yeah, and you really need to order the paperback for fifteen ninety nine. Yeah. It's 500 pages and it's well worth it. Actually, I think it's only. One Year of Food is only 276 pages. Oh, was, it was the other I one was that was 500. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm long winded. What can I say? No, there's just a lot of info yeah, in it. Yeah. How much food do you have in your pantry and how long would it last your family? And what recipes can you make with that food? Mm -hmm. This is my gift to you. I make you the list, I tell you the recipes you can make. This is for a large family or like a big mag. And for 12 months, I'll tell you exactly what you need. And there are inventory worksheets and all sorts of things for you to fill out as well. You can get it for free on Kindle Unlimited if you want to take a peek at it. Order it on paperback for $15.99 from Amazon or print it yourself for $8 from offcurbfamily.com if you go to the store. Which is handy too because then you have the extra sheets to like yeah. post in your pantry or whatever. Yeah. It's called One Year of Food. Look it up. So, speaking of milling lumber. Yeah. If you have trees mm -hmm. and you can mill your own lumber, even yep. just with, like, a cordless chainsaw like we do. Well, let's, yeah. Let's, you have options. Let's talk about that real quick. So, if we're sticking to budget friendly, mm -hmm. you can build a structure that can perhaps house, house a goat. A goat. Whatever it is that you choose <laughs> Whatever to say. Whatever needs housing. Yes. And you can build a beautiful structure. Mm -hmm. It's called timber framing. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to buy anything expensive. We researched milling options and everything was like, well, we I'm not... We even bought a few and ended up returning Like them. hand mills and they yeah. didn't work any well. They didn't work well. The guides. Yeah. All I did was cut down trees with a cordless chainsaw. I prefer the Ego 56 mm -hmm. volt. Oh, we should ask them for a sponsor. Anyway. Ego, please sponsor yeah. us because we only plug you like every other episode. It's the best cordless chainsaw. We've still. bought every single one of them. It's oddly <laughs> enough, it's the first cordless chainsaw. Oh, weird! It was the first really effective cordless chainsaw. Oh. It's been out for years for oh. landscapers, like oh. they make professional stuff. Right. Okay. And you can buy one for four or five hundred bucks. Like yeah. they're they're affordable. Can't beat it. Fifty-six volts, tons of power. Anyway, we wrecked a Dewalt. We wrecked some other ones. I wrecked this two Dewalts. Great. Yeah, like. Go with an Ego 56 <laughs> volt cordless chainsaw. So I, I had this Ego, and actually the timber milling, funny, oddly enough, I, I tout the Ego. I actually did that with the Dewalt. Yeah. Uh, and I, I ruined it. They were and you ruined they were fantastic. They them. sent me a bunch of parts to rebuild. I ruined ruined a couple of them. <laughs> uh, fantastic, but they were just really they they were powerful but not well built. They're not meant for milling. So like when I say milling, picture a 21 foot tree seasoned uh -huh. put up on blocks with a pipe because mm -hmm. we're talking budget here folks yeah it's just what you have me and my oldest moving uh, would have i chained like it 13 yeah he just helps him with the bush and nothing heavy pregnant i'm assuming oh I'm yeah always pregnant yeah well not yeah <laughs> and <laughs> so we'd cut down a tree uh he would debark it he mm -hmm. actually really enjoyed that running the the draw knife right across okay. it we did buy the debarker tool but we prefer the draw knife so oh, again, the, the debarker tool was a test that it was it died the bearings gave out it, yeah it's terrifying too. Yeah. it's a 
uh, it's the same thing as a portable planer. planer yeah. A hand planer is the same technology bolted openly to the end of a chainsaw. With no guards. As if a chainsaw weren't dangerous, <laughs> dangerous enough already. <laughs> and, it, and then it died. So okay. anyway, if you just let the tree sit for a bit and pull your jaw knife out, you can take the bark off a tree by hand with fairly mm -hmm. little effort in like a couple of hours. It's mm -hmm. not a big deal. Time is the one thing you have if mm -hmm. you're living off grid on a budget. On a budget. Mm -hmm. So we'd cut down a tree, we'd, we'd measure them and kind of eyeball them for straightness. We'd throw the branches to the edge of the land, build like a fence. Yeah, we'd make like berms from the branches. Pine trees have tons of branches. Mm -hmm. And then we would wrap a chain around the tree. Put it on the hitch of the car. Put it on the hitch of the car and we would drag that 21 foot tree, actually it would be like a 24 foot tree because yeah. I'd have to trim it up to the house. Now we would use a, a steel pipe, mm -hmm. small steel pipe and some leverage action to get this thing up on some stacked blocks or chunks of wood. All mm -hmm. of this is free at this point yeah. uh, except for the, the chainsaw mm -hmm. and the chain Well, I, and the car I guess if okay, you want to get fine. down to I'm details. I'm assuming at some point you have a vehicle. Not even that big of a car. Okay. <laughs> and the uh, we would debark it and then I would uh, chalk line out three I, I turn my tim my trees into three beams each okay and so I would s snap a chalk line at like two third point at mm -hmm. third points and then I would just hold that chainsaw and carefully mill down just by eye, just by eye. and yeah the first couple were really wonky but, but you use those for the barn or something. But the barn doesn't care. Yeah. It still works. And so you end up with these varying, with varying height timbers. Mm -hmm. uh, I shouldn't say varying height. What I did is I then, once I got these three timbers, I would turn them over, mill them all uh, again with a chalk line. To the same depth. To the same depth. So the, the, the high point of our roof. Yeah. Let's say it's a shed roof. Yeah. Is like deeper than the low point of the roof, if that makes sense. So it's not like a perfect two by 10 all the way down. It's like 12 inches at, at one end. At the high point. And, and like 10 inches at the low point, but that's yeah. fine because you just turn them all the same direction. Exactly. Yeah. And so then you end up with a shed roof, which if you're building a roof, so build easy. a shed roof. That's it. It's just so easy. That, that, it's slow. Especially if you don't have helpers and yeah. and we just live trying to get we structure. That's right. And we live with both torrential rain, mm -hmm. super heat, like mm -hmm. up to 40 degrees Celsius. Crazy humidity. And minus 20, 25 degree winter with yeah. ice damming. Yeah. And it works. It's fine. Hurricanes, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. So if you're talking about budget friendly, really, I guess I've naturally kind of gone into it. Roofing. You need a roof over your head. That's we do steel roofing. Steel roofing is the only way to go. If you can find somebody who literally makes it from sheets of metal. Yeah, we, we found it from some Amish folks nearby. It's the cheapest way to go. Not from like a roofing mm -hmm. company, but like no. some guy in his backyard no. who if makes you, it. If you want to talk about budgeting, step one in budget-friendly anything, do everything yourself. Yeah. I had actually never owned a chainsaw before we lived here. <laughs> I've owned a lot of tools. I've well, never owned a chainsaw. We've lived off for 16 years, and mm -hmm. he's still never lived. No, because I built things how everybody said I had to build them. I yeah. spent enormous amounts of money, wasted we, money in the we end. We wasted a lot of money on yeah. those first few Listening, houses. yeah. Or like 
in Central America, you'd just hire somebody for a dollar an hour, and it didn't matter that you didn't own the tools. You know what's funny? We never did actually hire anybody for I a dollar an hour. To. I just couldn't do it. Even housekeepers, no. we overpaid them, which we did. is probably really bad. And we had no money. We were super poor then. But I wasn't that poor. No. That was just mean. That's just cruel. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. So getting back to, to budget <laughs> friendly. So you, you've bought the land right you've got some trees you've got some trees you can build a structure all you need is a chainsaw oh there are two ways of fastening timbers uh-huh. one is with you can drill holes and use what they call like a peg right system what's yeah. that actually called it, it, i thought there was a more specific term anyway you drill holes you make pegs you hammer the pegs into the holes yeah is that not just timber framing? Yeah, that's one style of timber okay. framing. Other people, if you want to spend a little more money, you can l- use like bolts. Right, or those big like um, through bolts and metal washers. Metal plate things. Metal plates. Yeah. We used screws and PL. Screws and PL 400. PL uh, premium. PL premium, not 400. <laughs> oh my gosh. PL 400. Like something happened. It's not the same. It melts under in water. It's like not it the just same disintegrates. No. Okay. PL premium, bonds to wood. Screws we get from Amazon. Yeah, the cheapest ones are the ones that come for screw guns. And so if you don't own a screw gun like us, they you, come. You, they come lined up in plastic strips. Yeah, you have to pop the strips out. Just put a glove on and pop the screws out. And My, they're like a I, third the price. I still have the callus from popping those yeah. screws out. <laughs> Years later. <laughs> But that's the cheapest and that was just, thing, and I then mean, yeah. you had to figure out what you're gonna fill these walls in with to make it a mm-hmm. wall and not just a frame. Straw you bales, use, folks. You use what's cheap around you. For us, that's straw because that's yeah. literally a byproduct of just about every field around us. It is. I gotta kill a spider. Hold on. Ooh, thank you. Oh my. Ooh, it's a jumpy one. Got him. <gasps> yeah, it's cricket season. I haven't, see, I haven't seen a spider for a while. Uh, anyway, uh, the yeah. So we use straw bale. It's super cheap. Yeah. We've never paid more than two dollars a bale, even when it's no. Expensive. Even now, I checked the other day. Just yeah. I can't remember why I was looking, uh, yeah. but I checked, and it's still two dollars a bale. Yeah, it's and like ten years. We coat inside and out with chicken wire, two-inch chicken wire. Yep. And well, then. This is, if you want to talk about this building method. Okay, we don't really have time to go into this. The straw bale method is going to be a whole other episode. But yeah. with chicken wire stucco, if you look on our Instagram today, you can see how we mix Make stucco cement. from yeah. our own beach sand. Concrete, I guess, technically. Well, right, cause stucco because you got cement powder, but then you've got concrete yeah. and stucco. And, and beach anyway, sand. Yeah, we'll go and into the further occasional shell, which detail. is kind of fun too. So those are the first really important steps is get land have a structure and get a roof over your head and then you're tucked in get some used windows used doors mm-hmm. use the the dirt from under your feet with some cement to make your concrete floor yeah and then you're sealed in and tucked in and you're already doing better than 99 percent of all of humanity and if you build that if you are able to build yourself a structure something that's potentially livable and you can build it without a mortgage? Yeah. You're ahead of 99.9% of people. Yeah. And not that it's a race, but it kind of is. But it, it's more is. about your own freedom. Yeah. And if you happen to be lucky enough to have a piece of land where people maybe can't see what you're doing on it. You can do whatever you all want. All the better. Yeah. 
I'm not really, telling you to you do anything. You can build anything. any goat barn you want. <laughs> goat barns are great. I'm not advising They're almost you. nice enough to live in. <laughs> <laughs> almost. I'm not going to tell you to do something illegal, but I'm not going to tell you to do something legal either. No. Okay. Do we have time to do a quick run through of the five hands prepstead question? Yeah, for sure. Okay, what I feel it? like I can blow through this really quick. Okay. Oh, okay. Here's here's the answer to another question. I don't remember who asked this. I'm sorry. Inflation in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. What's that about? What? It's not a shortage, right? If it's mm-hmm. inflation, it's not a shortage. No. So my, my answer is, uh-huh. inflation is a shortage. It's a shortage somewhere else. You're okay. handing that shortage to somewhere else. So if you're seeing inflation in your grocery store, that is starvation or food scarcity somewhere else in the world. It's a smaller, less powerful country or company Mm -hmm. being outbid by American or European markets. Okay. So you're creating, not use personally, Mm But by buying buying something that is an inflated price, Mm -hmm. that's guaranteeing that someone else doesn't have it, right? No, that makes sense. That that creates all sorts of problems in other places. Yeah. We're not seeing it yet here. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're seeing inflation, Mm -hmm. but we're not seeing the scarcity because the market is trying to correct by outbidding poor countries. Well, what? And so that's that's starvation. It is starvation. But what's happened in the last few years is a very coordinated, multi-company coordinated attack mm-hmm. on the all the consumers. But mostly the poor. Well, the but poor no, always pays. But it's on everybody. It's on all the luxury things. Like yeah. we've seen things inflate 50, 100, 200 percent. Yeah. What did like? Well, land. But if 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 things inflate, say a bottle of ketchup is twice what it used to be. Yeah that's someone else in another country not having any at all yeah that's true and so I guess if scarcity. your flour goes up twice what it used to be last year mm-hmm. that's another country having no flour and so you can see how that leads to like unrest mm-hmm. human suffering and that's, i can that's why i can see that inflation uh, is scarcity it's just right. it's scarcity that you're not experiencing personally right it's still yeah. scarcity all right, and for Sarah at Five Hands Prepstead on Instagram, if you want to follow her, that's fine. 25 ideas for off-grid friendly home businesses or side hustles. I yeah. have 25 for you, Sarah, so hold on. <laughs> Number one, one that I've done that I highly recommend, copywriting. Yep. Every single company website, every pamphlet you ever read, every article, every Amazon description, mm-hmm. they all need a copywriter. Yep. Nobody wants to write that stuff. It's boring. Yeah. All the all the filler t- stuff. And it, once you get into it... It's easy. You just yeah, crank it's really it out. easy. Number two. You can look on FlexJobs, Fiverr, Upwork, Solid Gigs. Yep. Look for technical writers. They tend to make the most. Number two. Ghostwriting. Or grant writing, mm-hmm. like for nonprofits, hospitals, universities. Yep. That's very lucrative. Number three. Freelance journalism. Apparently, you don't need a journalism degree anymore. If you've been watching the news, this doesn't surprise you. 
Yeah. Anybody. There's a whole bunch of... <laughs> well, I feel like the best stuff, like the really open-minded channels, like Rebel yeah, News and, yeah, right. and They're all Shapiro. Yeah. But this is like kind of a... Not a renaissance, but a bit of a rebirth yeah, in like, freelance journalism. Yeah. They, it's the there's Wild a lot West of, out there now. It is yeah. the Wild West. Yeah. yeah so freelance it's like journalism. It's like it's 19... Or 1880. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't watch the news, but... Yeah. Every time I look at funny stuff that you save me on Instagram, (laughs) I like catch a clip. This is how my husband reads the news. He reads Babylon B things that I post, and then I have to like explain them too. Yeah. Number four, blog or Mm -hmm. vlog. Yeah. Go visit Lisa at Farmhouse on Boone if you want to get the right, you know, info from the very start and set it all up correctly and make some money faster. She has a course that she sells when you look about. Uh, you know of what you're gonna make it's yep. pretty affordable and it's good to start out right number five editing or proofreading this yep. is also something that i've done a lot mostly mm-hmm. on fiber or upwork yep uh number six web development that's something i've done a lot app development software development All the, those things. if you've got any training in these arenas that it's constantly evolving it's also very easy to get training in those things even for free online it is just yeah. pick one yep do the courses uh number, number seven, seven web design graphic design which we've recently mm-hmm. become acquainted with graphic design to get some canva <coughs> 16 mm-hmm. bucks a month and there's also 3d stuff there's a lot yeah. of really good 3d rendering stuff that okay. i've been working with lately uh, a lot of great free stuff yeah you can even just yeah. do logos on fiverr mm-hmm. you can design web pages on wordpress and make yeah. a lot of money and it doesn't take a lot of time no no yep. number eight photography yep if you've got the knack it could be like in person like weddings babies food photography for mm. like restaurants restaurants or, you know well any kind of online books. stuff you can also, sell stock photos stock photos yep. is very lucrative and then you're just taking pictures of whatever you feel like mm-hmm. and we've dabbled in quite a few of these first yeah. ones uh this is something we haven't done social media manager if you're really into facebook instagram pinterest yeah. and you know your way around those we platforms? could we could use a social media manager. Actually, as I look at that on the paper, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, nice. somebody else will do that. Oh, I yeah. hate having to post on Facebook. <laughs> Number ten, virtual assistant. Yes. Uh, visit Lydia Sen at on her YouTube or her Instagram. It's L Y D I A S E N N. Or you can get her book from Amazon. It's called Just Launch, and uh, she's great at teaching you how to do that. If that's something you might be interested in. Number eleven, customer service. Oh, yeah, this is a really good one. It is good, Yeah. But only if you have a quiet space and, and a reliable connection. Yeah. So that could be tricky if you have a lot of kids like us or an unreliable internet connection like us. Like us. Number 12. Data entry. That's, you know, enough said. I have no idea. That's Googleable. I have no idea. But Googleable. Googleable. Did, did I, okay. Number 13. We've done this, and we do this right now. Write we do. Books, Kindle right. books, low you, content books. Even our daughter has her own books yeah. out on Kindle. She loves it. She makes it. notebooks, planners. She's 14. She has a great time with it. It's easy to yeah. learn. She's sold more books than you have. She has. Yeah. So, Kindle books. <laughs> Number 14, voice acting. That's like five or up work. If you have a good microphone and an interesting voice or a cool accent... Or mm-hmm. anything like that. You can even, you know, do audible recordings for people. Right. All sorts of stuff. Number 15. If you have the skill. And the training. Accounting, bookkeeping, 
tax preparation. Yeah. Is that something that you even vaguely did mm -hmm. at like a cubicle job? And these are all work from home jobs. Yeah. Yeah. No, number 60. Notar a notary public. Notary public. It depends on your state or your province. Mm -hmm. But like a normal person can do whatever it takes to be a notary public and then people come to your house and you like stamp their stuff and sign things for them. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't take Easy a lot peasy. of training. Number 17. Ooh, teaching English. I had a friend in high school who did this. I have a friend from high school that does this too in China. That's so He's funny. He's stuck locked down somewhere in Beijing or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So you could do it online and then you're not stuck in Beijing. We've been together for over 20 years and you never told me that story. <laughs> That's crazy. He's the guy who tried to hug me while we were on bicycles in 12th grade and <laughs> made me crash and somebody <laughs> had to come. <laughs> Hi Jeff, so funny. if you're listening, the weird I'm, I'm assuming that China doesn't have pod bean. I don't think you should say anymore, honestly. Sorry Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't disappear. For teaching English, you could look up Schoolie, that's with K, ZipRecruiter, or if you're a non-native speaker, there's actually even more opportunities for you, like if you also speak Spanish or something, you can go to Amazing Talker, Italki, I-T-A-L-K-I, or Cambly, that's C-A-M-B-L-Y. Number 18. You could teach music, like piano, or voice, or guitar, or whatever. Violin, yeah. You could do that in person or online. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of great online videos that yeah. we found that helped our kids. Or even like one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. Number 19. You could homeschool or babysit other people's kids. Mm-hmm. Remember that teaching costs more than daycare, and don't sell yourself short, and don't undercharge at first, because it's really hard to up your prices later. Yeah, get a solid contract ahead of time. Yeah, don't budge on your billing due dates or your pickup times. Don't budge on any of that on your first people or you'll just get run over. Yep. Number 20, travel consultant. If you know anything about travel, yeah. like a lot there's of people... There's Disney ones. Yeah. There's all sorts of ones. You can just specialize and it's worth having somebody on the ground who knows what they're talking about and that mm -hmm. person could be you. 21, transcription. I would also include like closed captioning. Some people make a living by going on <coughs> YouTube without being asked, closed captioning other people's YouTube whatever videos mm -hmm. and then sending them to them and being like, hey, would you like this closed caption for only $5? Super easy. If you're a quick typer, that's a pretty sweet gig. Transcription is actually uh, like human transcription, yeah. the old fashioned just you can't punch beat it. in. No, no, what I'm kidding at is this is what they're using to build AI. Yeah. It's like the functioning. It's like but programming like if you've computer. you've ever watched Prime or Amazon with the closed captions on, they're terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Any of us could do better than that. <laughs> Number 22. There's a thing called being a search engine cleaner. A what? So you know how sometimes you go on Google and you search for something and it's just all garbage in the first page or two? Yeah. So a search engine cleaner works for a place called Appin or the Smart Crowd or Google or whatever and you clean up the search engine results. Mm. I'm going to use those apps yeah. or whatever they are because my Google search lately is just it's useless. So Number 23. Micro jobs like Fiverr and Upwork. Mm. I once made money printing off posters and putting them around Ventura LA. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I said people, we've been everywhere. So Look on Fiverr, sure, look on Upwork, there's all sorts of weird tiny jobs. We made money once making 
a voicemail message for somebody? Yeah, yeah. You never know what it's going to be. Number 24. Amazon FBA or arbitrage. This works best if you live near a city or like a Target or a Walmart. Um, basically, you buy stuff on sale. You send them to Amazon. Amazon sells them. You make a cut. There's an app for it. This is a there's an app for that. This is a larger money endeavor. You, have you actually to have to buy things. The yeah. stuff. But like for example, you buy a bunch of pools. Yeah. Above ground pools on clearance, and then you send them to Amazon. Mm-hmm. Amazon sells them for twice the price. You get a cut. Yep. It, it can be lucrative if you're careful. Yep. Number 25. Selling real stuff from mm-hmm. your home or your farm. This isn't my first option or my first choice because if you live somewhere where it's off-grid friendly and it's kind of rural and people probably have gardens and homesteads, it can be really tough to sell to people in those rural areas. Yeah. Y- you don't want to undercut your neighbors. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be that jerk who's selling eggs for three fifty a dozen when Keeps everyone else down. ten years yeah. and eggs are still three fifty a dozen. Yeah. Like just it's just criminal. They should be ten. But you know, Facebook Marketplace, Etsy, those are all really tough things. I prefer to lean on things that are more like you do it once and you get paid a hundred times in a small amount. Yeah. Like a Kindle book rather than I have to mail something from Etsy every day and I'm at the post office all day long. Yeah. But, you know, farmer's markets, Facebook marketplace, Instagram, mm-hmm. it's it's an option. There's a lot of requirements as far as, like, meat, milk, eggs, baked goods. But that is always an option, and it's something that you have at your fingertips. And none of those things include MLMs or pyramids. No. So, huzzah. You know, I'm going to end it with this. Uh, the What are those weird, those tumors that grow in the pine trees? What are those called? Burls. Burls. Yeah. Right? We have a bunch of burls. We have lots of burls. We just haven't gotten around to cutting them off. But you can Apparently sell... Apparently they're very, very expensive. They're very valuable on Etsy and other yep. sites. People make like bowls. So this is just... It, this is one example of something that's here that we could sell mm-hmm. when we get around to it, if we have to or mm-hmm. if we wanted to. And perhaps that's on your land too. Yeah. So just think outside the box. Look around. If mm-hmm. I want to make some money, what can I sell? We, we had a huge stack of raw edge milled lumber. I was like, wow, we could probably get some good money off. We like bought it raw from edge yeah, the guy something. who's been milling lumber for us. It yeah. was scraps. Yeah, it was free. Yeah. And so, but instead we turned it into like desks for the we kids did. and some yeah. shelves and things. Really cool stuff. it was stuff. like, I don't want to deal with Facebook Marketplace people. Yeah. But, you could sell. You know, you could. You really could, yeah. Some varathane, some stain. You're in business. Some cute metal Amazon legs. Yeah. Bada boom, bada bing. <laughs> okay, if you've made it to 42 minutes, thank you for listening. If we answered your question, thank you for your question. Yeah. And if we haven't, catch us on Instagram because I'm not on Facebook and I don't check those messages. Nope. If you thought this was helpful, if you could share it with a friend mm-hmm. or post it on social media, that is so, so helpful to us. And we can always tell when you do. And thank you very yes, much. It's wonderful. Do you have a quote for us for our quote of the day, dear? Focus on being productive instead of busy. Mm-hmm. It's from Tim Ferriss. All right. Good night, everybody. I hope this was helpful. Bye.